Hello, Playdate. This is Don. This is not Nick, but I am Ryan, and this week we are covering Playdate News. Indie Games of the Week. And Season 1, Week 7 releases. All right, thanks for listening. Let's get started. Let's do it. So uh, we should probably start with some news and notes to let everybody know that this week and this week only, Nick is away, but he will return. Uh, Just some life scheduling conflicts came up, uh, but we look forward to having Nick back next week. And Don and I are going to see if we can cohabitate together this episode. Yeah, we should mention that's our Nick, but we want to thank the other Nick, Nick uh, Manier, who was a guest host last week. So thank That's you right. for for listening, or thank you for tuning in and guest hosting. Um, if you didn't hear last week's episode, go back, stop this, go back, listen to last week's episode where he guest hosted to talk about Hypermeteor, which uh, Ryan has been playing a lot since last week's episode. Oh man, this this is another news and note I wanted to mention before we move on. Uh, so first, thank you Nicholas for coming on last week, and I want to uh, make this known. Combos are a real thing in Hypermeteor. Mm-hmm. So I was basically completely ignoring the fact that combos existed before. And I maxed my score out at about 1600. Uh, Don, I sent you and Nick a photograph of my new high score, which pretty much doubles that because I'm really focusing on combos now and uh, trying to keep that up. My My highest combo is not all that high it's only like in the 30s or so oh. and i feel like it could be a whole lot higher but even yeah. with that said man it's it's really boosted my score quite a bit so nicholas thank you not only for coming on but also for educating me <laughs> in another way to play hypermeteor yeah we definitely needed those pro tips indeed to help us out there yeah i need to i need to hop on there so uh ryan what is your what is your user number you want to rattle that off so we know what oh, to look for in the leaderboards lord have mercy no um, i'm just kidding I, i'm just don't put your play dead <laughs> i'm just joking it's like 20 digits hopefully we'll get usernames uh at some point oh, ryan was asking panic. how to change our usernames so usernames are only for i think beta testers and devs at this point but someday in the Fingers future crossed, we'll be able to man. have them yeah. yeah, then we can really start bragging. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think I think that launched me up into the top thirty. Uh, I was surprised because some of those top numbers are a lot higher than the three thousand mark. But I guess there are you know just a few upper tier, upper echelon <laughs> players mm-hmm. that are doing that. But uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to continuing playing that and uh, and the new games coming out too. But yeah. Nick, uh, Don, <laughs> I think you had. I'm done. It, another news and note for us did you want to mention yeah just there hasn't been a whole lot of news this week in uh in playdate land but i did want to mention something big and that is that group two is shipping Uh, they got their emails a couple weeks ago to make sure their addresses were correct and sure enough they started shipping i think last thursday or friday so pretty exciting people are getting um shipping I guess, rough estimates on when they're going to be arriving sometime later this week and this month. So keep an eye out on your emails and your mailboxes. So that's fantastic. So cool. Yeah. I'm so glad these little yellow boxes are getting more people's hands. They are such Mm -hmm. a fun experience as you've been hearing us talk about for almost two months now. Um, I do have an impromptu news and note. Stop me if we've talked about this before. My brain is mushy. But um, there were some <laughs> images 
on Twitter showing okay. the boxes that the play date arrived in. Somebody tore it apart yeah. and discovered that it was recycled material, meaning they were reusing old boxes that had printed features of like sound control boards or something on it. Do, do you remember exactly what it was? Yeah, on? it was like a Yamaha. I don't know if it was a Yamaha soundboard or, or I thought it was a keyboard, but some keyboard? sort of Yamaha yeah. musical device. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that, that was, was such cool. a hoot. And then I, I saw uh, panic confirm and they were surprised, but thought it, it seemed like they were not upset, but somebody else ripped it open and said, Oh yeah, it's consistent. Mine is too. I am not about to rip open my box. <laughs> it's so pretty, but to know yeah. that it is recycled and underneath all that, it, it had a prior life. That, I don't know. That makes me happy. I have my box right here, but yeah, it's so nice. I don't want to rip it up either. I don't, yeah. I don't know why I keep them. You know, I threw out my Xbox one X box like two weeks ago. First hmm. time in my entire life I've thrown out a box for a <laughs> system, but I, I traded in the system a couple of years ago hmm. and I was like, why am I keeping this here? I don't even have this anymore. So I put it in recycling. Totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big know. box guy either. I will purchase a number of different retro games, you know, mainly like Nintendo game and watch type stuff, but I just want to play them. I don't care about the box. You can't mm-hmm. play the box, <laughs> but for some reason with this, Playdate experience. I don't know. Getting in on the ground floor in Group One, having the box. I don't know. I'm I'm not trashing it. So. It's such a small box anyway. It's not like yeah, it. and it looks nice on the shelf. I don't know. I don't want to get yeah. rid of it yet. Uh, well, should we? Well, uh, I guess there's one tiny news item. Let me pull it up. I wanted to mention that uh, Waste Braver, a tiny survival survival tale, has an official page up on Itch. You checked out. Are you familiar with Waste Braver? I'm not. Tell me all about it. Well, Waste Braver is kind of known for being one of the most impressive, exciting-looking Playdate games. It looks very, very advanced for Playdate graphics and whatnot. And it's sort of like this post-apocalyptic first-person RPG. Uh, and yes, yeah. I'm so sorry. They put, go up, on. <laughs> they put up like a placeholder page on itch and got a lot of people excited so it looks like it's going to be uh 12.99 it will be available in 276 days so i do not know when that is is that how many days are left in this year or something maybe no i think there's less than that in the year so that would put it you know q1 into q1 q2 something like that 2023 that sounds right yeah Yeah. i don't know but at, at some point we will be able to buy it and uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. They got a page up. I, I like went on to pre-order it even. And, huh. uh, it doesn't look like that's able to do that, but it also shows uh, windows and Linux availability. So hmm. I don't know if that's just a thing you have to have on itch. I don't know. Weird. You're asking anyway, the wrong guy. You can we see a lot more images. <laughs> you can see a lot more images and trailers and gifts and all that stuff. So I'll put a link in the show notes to uh, Waste Braver. Very cool looking game from the strangest. Very cool. Yeah. Now that you started describing all of it, I, that did ring a bell, and I can't wait to to click that link again and confirm that it's what I was thinking of. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good speaking call. of of itch and indie games, do you want to talk about your indie games of the week? Yeah, I'm not about to make a bed. Do I need to make a bed to save your uh, lips from flapping? Or <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about your indie game of the week? Ryan? Of course, I do. Do 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 do. My indie oh, game of the week is 
<laughs> you cannot Batman. go back. You cannot go back from the uh, the bumpers. They're here yes. to stay. Uh, so yes, the game that I would like to talk about this week is called You Cannot Go Back, and it's by Timbo, and Timbo is spelled T-I-M-B-Zero-E. Uh, you can find it on itch. We'll have a link in the show notes of today's episode, of course. And this is like a little dungeon puzzle game. And uh, so start. I'm trying to figure out where to start with this game. Basically, it works better in portrait view rather than landscape view. So it urges you but does not require you to turn your play date on its side, which I thought was pretty neat. Um, and then it takes you into a room in which you have three choices. <clears throat> Each room has a different challenge associated with it. Um, they can be like quick moving fingers, trying to avoid obstacles, or they can be more puzzle-like, but each room is a tiny obstacle of some sort. And some of these rooms will have clues scattered around. It could be a symbol or a word or a number that comes up again in later rooms. So it behooves you to be observant in these rooms and remember some of these cues because later on, if you remember that, then you'll be able to make it through that room. But if you do not mm. remember it, then you will be punished. And uh, as it says, you cannot go back. So if you mess up a room, you go to the beginning and start all over again. There's no like one room back or trying again. It's all the way back to the beginning. Um, I have not solved this thing. Uh, it says there are three levels and each level of the dungeon has, I, I don't know, maybe 10 different rooms in it. Uh, I've made it down to, so the first level, and then you complete 10 rooms, and then you go down some stairs, and then you complete some more rooms and go down some stairs. So I've made it to the third level. I have not completed it, though. Um, there are a couple of rooms that are still giving me fits, and <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is the type of game where there's a lot more significant Easter eggs than I fully understand. There's things sort of like scattered along the walls that on first glance look like bricks. But if you look closer, you can see that there's some sort of odd pattern to them and they change like that. That pattern of bricks changes based on the, the game that you're in. It's not the same every time. Um, Anyway, really interesting game. I feel like I'm just scratching the surface, even though I've got down to that third level. Um, I've played it a whole bunch. And uh, yeah, I look forward to understanding the game better. If anybody knows of a, uh, what would you call it? I hesitate to say cheat sheet, but you know, an info blog of some sort that outlines some of these more cryptic messages within the walls within the details of each room i would love to see it um but anyway that's you cannot go back it's also a name your own price game so don with all that said have you seen this game yeah this is one i mentioned a few weeks back because i didn't know that the playdate had a gyroscope until i played this game mm. and i kept trying to push different buttons and turn the crank to change the screen because it just had the little arrows swirly right. arrows on the side yes until i finally physically moved the play date yep uh, yeah so it is it is cool you can play it in portrait view i didn't realize that it had the memory recall chambers i guess i was just winging it each chamber and this came out when a lot of games were coming out uh, hmm. a month or two ago and so i only played it a couple times and just kind of 
real quickly. Um, is this one where you should take like paper and pen and write down some of the puzzles or? So I don't think so because of a couple reasons and I could be wrong. So I'm not going to speak with complete authority on this, but one of the reasons I don't think that's the case is because in some rooms there are timed elements like a bomb in the middle of the room and you don't have a lot of time to like write down what you see. You just have to kind of scan and commit it to memory and then navigate around that bomb and make your way to the next room and hope that you remembered what was in there. Um, so uh, the other reason I was going to say I don't think that's something that I would do is because every time it resets, I believe all the rooms are completely different. All the numbers are different. All the all the choices are different. I believe. Now, again, I could be wrong on that, but uh, I'm open to people educating me <laughs> if somebody knows better. Timbo, if you're out there, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this the screen here. It says that the dungeons are definitely randomly generated. Uh-huh. But I, I don't know if the puzzles themselves are are randomly comprised. So, so did you say that you actually named You Cannot Go Back as one of your indie games of the week a while back? No, no, no. no. I just mentioned that it taught me that I can change the... That it gotcha. had a gyroscope, yeah. No, okay. It wasn't an gotcha. indie game of the week. Gotcha. This is a fresh pick. I would have stopped you before okay. we, we started. <laughs> I was about to feel bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no, yeah, this is definitely a cool one. Definitely one to play. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'll have to give it more time. I don't know. It feels like maybe I'm not smart enough to get through this, but it's, it also says hey. that it's quick to play. Each game lasts less than five minutes. Maybe I can remember stuff for five minutes. <laughs> I'm still struggling to figure out everything I need to remember and what all the different things mean. So yeah. 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 I love these little bite-sized puzzles though. Single screen puzzles. I'm, I'm a fan of. Yeah. And I, same. you know, I Elden ring is my game of the year so far and there's <laughs> so much depth to, it doesn't tell you anything. Like you, you do a lot of solving massive puzzles sort of in that mm-hmm. and, and story beats. So obviously I like bigger things, but not having quite the same community as the best selling game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much I would want to do on my own. I am I, I am hoping more people would submit information to the Playdate wiki. Like I found that it got all this traction right away and then it doesn't seem to get updated very often, the Playdate uh, wiki site. So is that on the re- Playdate Squad Discord or where is that located? Um, no, it's its own website. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, okay. I think it's just like playdate.wiki.com or something like that. But hmm. um it seemed like it had all this good traction. So I thought, Oh, this is going to be a really cool resource. And then it just doesn't seem to get updated very much. And I've been taking pictures of all the wrapping paper thinking, Oh, I'll submit it to this. So all the games can have their wrapping paper on there, but I've never submitted stuff to a wiki and you know, I'm not a computer guy. So I feel like maybe I don't know what I'm doing, but maybe I'll be the guy that helps contribute something to that and maybe get there the ball in there. I don't hey, know. you you were the guy who uh, urged me to leave a review on itch for the first time the other day. So, yes, you know, that one you've review. got the power. Yes. You have the power. Yes, I did. I did leave several more reviews this week. So cool. Keep it going, guys. If you can hear my voice, leave some reviews on itch. All right. But, well, but speaking I'm sure of itch, I'm not the only one playing indie games of the week. <laughs> Don, no. 
I wanted to, oh, I wanted to offer a correction, but also tied into my indie game of the week. I cannot remember the name of the game or the person who created Tapeworm Disco Puzzle huh. for the play date. But it was made by Wallmaster, also known as Low Tech Games, also known as Alistair Lowe. So technically, I guess this is made by Low Tech Games. It is, I've got like, he put so many links in the uh, in the description here on the uh, page here. I've got a press kit open. I've got merchandise. There is merchandise for Tapeworm Disco Puzzle. But let me tell you what it is first. So it's a grid-based puzzle game where you play as a tapeworm, the local nightclub owner. It's your job to make sure the fleas enjoy themselves. You'll be helping them collect blood, play banging tunes, and get them to gigs on time. Each level has objectives and obstacles, like avoiding enemies, uh, collect all the musical notes, and open doors, hitting switches, and whatnot. And getting Fleadia, Flea, Fleadia? I don't know, a female flea to the gig on time. So basically, the idea is, in this grid-based puzzle, you will move a tapeworm up and around, you'll collect musical notes, and then you can kind of go back down into the ground, or the colon or something. You're in a cassette tape. <laughs> so you're in a cassette tape. So I don't know where the action's happening, but you're inside of a cassette tape. His idea was he wanted to um, uh, he wanted to make a Playdate game, and then the Playdate kept getting delayed. So this ended up becoming a NES game and a Dreamcast game before it became a Playdate game. Wait, uh, so what? An NES game? An like, NES did he, game. Did he release an NES cartridge? He or... released an NES cartridge. Wow. And That's I think bonkers. It, I think a digital version as well. Um, it's available on Steam. It's available on Dreamcast. You can buy a Dreamcast disc. It's available <laughs> on Evercade as well. So there's color versions if you want a color version. There's a side game called Flea, which plays differently, um, which is an NES homebrew game, uh, which... He's trying. It looks like he's now trying to port that to to Playdate. So this is like this whole in. There's a whole lot of uh, a whole world of disco tapeworm puzzle Playdate web that he's woven here. He could probably do his <laughs> whole episode if if Low Tech wanted to. But uh, there's a whole lot going on here. But there's merch, a really cool shirt. There's buttons and all kinds of stuff. So I I clicked on. It turns out his press kit link is wrong. So I'll send him a message. But it ended up taking me to a merch page with a really cool shirt. So you know that shirts don't fit me. So I don't know if anybody has has <laughs> knows if red bubble shirts fit uh, tall people. Let me know. And if they do, I will definitely order one because it's a very cool looking shirt. But anyway, Man, I'm I'm cruising around this itch page as you're talking, and this is the most fleshed out playdate game itch well, page I have ever seen. This is that's, incredible. That's where that's where I was going with this. This feels like. It has to be a season one game or right? season two game. Like it's yeah, it feels more fleshed out than many of these season one games. It's very very full featured. Um, the graphics are top notch, music's top notch, gameplay is top notch. I mean, he's had a long time to work on it, and he worked on it. There's just so much going on here. It's a great puzzle game. The puzzles are very thoughtful. Um, the it's not just the same thing every time there's new mechanics constantly as you go through the levels. Hmm. Um, 
I'm looking through the comments too, and they're even quite recent as of just a few days ago, like within the mm-hmm. past week, talking about how this game is fantastic, one of the best games on Playdate, uh, you know, and it goes on and on. Lots of similar comments like that. And uh, it's a $10 price tag, but it's currently on sale, 40% off as of this recording. We're speaking mm-hmm. June 13th, 2022. And uh, yeah, so six bucks gets you this evidently. Very fleshed out game. I've never played this before, but boy, am I thinking of downloading this now. I mean, it looks like it even has a visual instructional booklet type graphic in yep, here too. That does. impresses me a lot. Uh, man, wow. A PDF you can print and cut out. Full color PDF manual. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Which was nice. Very... I went back to it to like, oh, okay, what do these different things do? And yeah. The crank actually works really nice because some of the puzzles are timed where you need, you can just push down to move the worm back in, but cranking it back in there, sometimes you have to crank it back in to get it to the other side of the map right away. So the crank is, is nice for those really clutch moments where you really need to get in there. But very uh, cool. So do you just leave the crank out or do you fumble around and whip it out when you need to? No, no, no. I leave it out. I almost never dock my, my crank unless I need to. Except um, if you're playing super corporate tax evader. Right. <laughs> um, it's got cutscenes. Every couple of puzzles and whatnot. I mean, this thing is... It comes with a soundtrack. I mean, that $10 gets you not only the, the manual, but also the game soundtrack. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So does that come as MP3s that you can use or, or what? Uh, yeah. Yeah. When you, yeah. when you purchase it, you get the three different files. So the PDX file, the PDF, and the, the soundtrack. Wow, that's killer. All on okay. your itch. On your itch thing. Sold. So. All right. Yes, We're going to go good. get this. Highly Thank recommended for, another... for $10. $6 is a steal. I'm telling you, Don, you are blowing it up with these indie game recommendations. <laughs> I, okay. I uh, downloaded, um, gosh, tell me what I downloaded last week. It was called Trapdoors. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I had a ton, ton, ton of fun with that game. And I just kept thinking how right you were about that game wreck. So (laughs) I got to check this out now. Too many good games. It's a good problem to have on this thing. Yeah. So there's no, it's not like, I remember so many times when you get a brand new console, you spend 500 bucks and then it's like, not so much in the digital age, I guess, but pre-digital age, there'd be like one or two games the first three or four months. And then... (laughs) really scraping the barrel for new releases but that uh, we're not having that problem with the play date oh my gosh no yeah no. it's a struggle to keep up with them it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah so speaking of trying to keep up brian games What's of the week games of the week should we talk about the games of the week i i was struggling to keep up with these luckily in a way one of them kept crashing so I, I didn't have a whole lot of time to play I, it. I want to talk to you about that. I think it might not have been crashing. Uh, let's okay. You I know which game you're talking feature? about. Let's let's dive into it. Let's talk about Questy Chess. This is by, by Dadco, and uh, this is a puzzle game based on chess pieces. And essentially you are a pawn and you have traditional pawn moves where you can move two spaces at the start, one space thereafter, you can attack diagonally, but aside from that, you can only move forward. Uh, It sounds pretty limited, but it gets to be more um, expansive and uh, strategy based when you start to collect additional chess pieces on top of that. 
uh, and then you can use them in addition to your pawns and other sorts of power-ups. Uh, it's really quite an interesting puzzle game. Uh, Don, I was in the same exact boat as you. I had I had trouble getting to this week's games because I think because I was having so much fun playing Hyper Meteor after Nicholas mentioned this whole uh, mm-hmm. combo thing. So I, I tore myself away from Hyper Meteor, and I'm glad I did because this questy chest thing is... Uh, very interesting in my mind. Now, I have a question for you, and I know Nick had the same problem, and I did not understand what you guys were talking about because I wasn't playing it <laughs> until very recently. So okay. when you move through a level uh, as a pawn, you can get yourself into a place where you cannot move anymore because pawns can o- only move forward. So if there's another piece in front of you, like a knight, and they don't move, then you're stuck. Or if you move into a block that you cannot move through, you're stuck and then it's over. But the game says something to the effect of, um, gosh, what is it? I should just pull it up. Um, you, you know, error system, error, something or another yeah. like that. And, um, and there's, there's a lot of like techno speak like that. Like it doesn't say, would you like to exit the game? It says, would you like to, system error reboot or something i'm programming speak or something yeah yeah Yeah. and there's there's a lot of audio behind the game that references old computer tech like um old dot matrix printers like doop 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 and um you know things like that where it harkens back to this older era of game um so all that to say dawn was that the message you were continually no. getting or was it a like the blocks fall apart on play date and you have to restart the, the blocks the blocks huh. i restart. never got that i i made it uh almost all the way through the forest level to the point where i i was very 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 near completing it on the last uh i think they call it a block um you know block one two block one four block one five yeah. whatever um And then I even tried out some additional levels uh, beyond the forest level. It never crashed on me once. So I don't. You're not quite there. Huh. Nick and I both. level that. Yeah. Lagoon is the next one. Nick and I both crashed around the same point, which it would be cool if it did like a, uh, what was it? Mantis snake or whatever from um, Metal Gear Solid 2, where it would like make your seem like your PlayStation was breaking. Maybe that's what they're going for here. But Hmm. the fact that. I don't know. I feel like Nick's smarter than me, so maybe he would have worked his way around it. Maybe I'm just stuck in the same spot each time. It feels like it should at least tell you, like, hmm. but it, yeah, it's the it's the knocked over block blocks. Like, hey, your play okay. needs to be reset. Okay, weird. Um, huh. I wanted to, and even when it it like like you're saying, a pawn cannot move backwards. Yep. You cannot go back. When the pawn stopped, I went to go hit start or something to restart the level. Like I knew I had messed up and it was frozen, Huh. which okay. told me, you know, it was going to break. And then sure yeah. enough, a, a minute later, it reset. I would, yep. I would hope that at that point it would give me an option to restart the level, not uh-huh. just crash. Yeah. And it only yeah. happened halfway through the lagoon. Okay. Um, I made it through the forest fine too. I never had any problems until halfway through the lagoon. Okay. I only very recently started playing it as in today <laughs> okay. in, in earnest. I opened it up a few days back and uh, it, 
I could tell it was going to require some more attention than I had at the moment. So yeah, came back to it before the episode, but it sounds like you guys are in a different spot than I am. So man, that's a bummer. I wonder if they have been notified about this and, uh, are working on a bug fix or something. I looked on the, the Playdate squad, um, and nobody was really talking about it. So I don't know if just nobody's gotten to it yet. The two games a week thing is starting to pile up. Like it's definitely starting to put a little bit of pressure on me as a podcast host that like, oh, we got to like <laughs> devote more time. So I'm not playing other stuff like other video games. I'm mostly playing Playdate stuff. And this week, um, Knights of the Old Republic 2 came out on Switch. And like, so that is something I was playing a little bit more in my free time. <laughs> and it cut down on Playdate time. So I'm two weeks ahead of our show, and so I did not play like last week's games at all hmm. uh, on the play date because I was playing Switch stuff, and so that's going to pile up into this week. And it's a good problem to have, but it's starting to... Maybe other people are having that problem is what I'm getting at. Maybe other people are not playing Questy Chess this week. So I'm glad I'm not the only person. I wanted yeah. to talk to you about how my feelings are feeling <laughs> this week yes. because I've, I've been having that feeling like, man, there's, there's, there's so many games coming out. There's mm-hmm. two games a week. And if I were eight years old again, if I were 10 years old again, <laughs> and I had all the time in the world, this yeah. would be fantastic. I'm a parent. I'm middle-aged. I'm 40 something years old and man, my time is limited. And I feel like I'm, just barely getting by enough to play each of these two games a week. And then it's a couple more. So like I'm, I'm so divided on this because on one hand I'm like, boy, it sure would be nice to have one game a week and then we could really process it. But Mm -hmm. then look at our, um, uh, uh, our rankings for this, right? Like what if we had some, uh, one number 12 come out in the week and we're just like, oh man, that's a bummer. But like each week there's at least a game that we're like, yeah, that that's at least middle of the pack, if not top of the pack and middle of the pack is really good. <laughs> like, So I, I feel like it's probably still a good idea on Panic's part to come out with a couple games a week because then at least there's one that resonates with everyone, it seems like. Yeah. Um, but then I'm also of the mind of like, boy, panic, you're doing a lot. You're giving us a lot, like almost so much that we can't keep up with it. So I don't know. I'm, I'm very split on this thought. Um, I don't know. So I have a question for you, Don. Would you say, hey, panic, on season two, how about you just give us 12 games for 12 weeks? Or how about you give us those 24 games for 24 weeks? instead of no. 12 weeks or would you say hey panic keep doing what you're doing give me 24 games in 12 weeks uh for season two i would go 12 games 12 weeks because mm-hmm. every play date comes with 24 games in season one mm-hmm. so when i got the play date having the two games the first week um was a little too few in a way like i leaned on bloom a lot uh. because bloom was ready to go and but it was only a week too. It's not like six months. Like I was just talking about with a Nintendo 64 or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it felt 
thin for a very short time, and then we had two very. games. And now it's been eight weeks, and I'm like dr- drowning in games in a, in a sense. Like I still want to go back to a, Echoic Memory uh, a little mm-hmm, bit more mm-hmm. and a couple other yep. games. Um, yeah, I'm still making think, my way through. I'm still making my way through Crankin's time time travel adventure. I want to complete that. Like there's there's a bunch of games I still want to revisit. Like I've made it pretty far, but I haven't completed it yet. Well, um, and like that game doesn't interest me. And so that's a zero in my book. And so hmm. or and like Boogie Loops, a lot of people were not interested in, so that's a zero in their book. And so I like right. the, the two games at a time. But in season two, everybody will already have twenty four games plus there's hundred and forty games on itch chimney christmas plus more games i mean like now it's it's a feast not a famine totally i think season two they could really curate it down to 12 weeks 12 games if they wanted to or whatever they wanted to do so and hopefully the store will be open then too the curated store right 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 yeah um so here's my thought i think that they are going to be inundated with games especially making an open call for anybody to submit a game. Yeah. I think they could have more than 24 games if they wanted to and have more than 24 real good games. But if you remember in my conversation with Krista, when we started talking about season two, she was like, oh, it's not going to be for a while. (laughs) So maybe instead of season two being 24 games for 12 weeks, maybe they could have season two be 12 games, but then not have such a long period between seasons and then release another 12 games. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Interesting though. Or there's a sports season. There's a space season. There's an adventure season, a visual novel season. I mean, Mm -hmm. they might be able to break it up, something like that. Or Mm -hmm. like she was talking about in your interview that the, uh, the snowboarding wipeout game could be, something where they could just release it themselves. Um, yep. The developer could release it themselves where they wouldn't yeah. have to wait. And, There's no and or, to wait for panic. Right. And, or it could also be on the catalog system coming to yeah. Playdate. Um, it sounds like they're still really trying to figure out their model of release. Um, Which is but a good thing. It is, but it is nice that they are remaining very open to developers mm-hmm having complete control over their game so that they're not wed to any panic or play date uh, system that, Hey, just go release it on your website, go release it on itch, do whatever you want to do, give it away, sell it. Like I yeah. love how uh, open panic is being about this. And man, we are just lousy with riches yeah, <laughs> for it. Yeah. I mean, we're in a good spot. Yeah. I thought you were going to push back as a podcaster saying, maybe we should go to one game a week. And I was going to push back against that. Nah, I, no. think, I think we will get too far gone at some point. Uh, Doing one game a week, we'll just we'll stretch this out too long. So I completely. I agree think if with we you. stick if we stick with it for twelve weeks, then uh, we'll have plenty of time to breathe after that, where we can do more other things we want to try. I'll, I'll yep. put it that way. Yeah, totally. Yep. I don't. I don't think there's going to be a shortage of. There, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No shortage of info to talk about with Playdate. But yeah. with that said, Questy Chest. Uh, so there is a person missing in our group here. And oh, that yeah. person is Nick. So uh, Nick did not want to leave us without thoughts. 
So here are Nick's thoughts on Questy Chest. Nick says, love the 8-bit mainframe interfacing and the sound effects are excellent. The game itself crashes a lot in the Lagoon area, part two. Being able to stockpile different piece types and use them in strategic ways along with different items like terrain, deformation, replacement are a fun and unique twist on a strategic puzzler. Like it, but would absolutely love it if it was a bit less crash prone. Uh, I think that's it. So, uh, Nick, thank you for being here in spirit and in word. Um, so, uh, Don, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, this, this game is similar to a series of chess games on the Switch. Uh, there's a couple games, Night Swap, um, bringing up the list here. Uh, I'm doing a bad job. Night Swap 2. There was something with Kings. Sorry, I'm not finding the... Uh, Dev. Anyway, there's something with Kings. There are there are a bunch of games that are like two bucks each on the uh, on the Switch. And the the thing with that game is that it'll only use one piece per game or that series, so it'll, it'll only create puzzles based around how the knight moves or how the king moves. Hmm. And it doesn't use a full chessboard; it'll just use little strips of a chessboard, and then puzzles are built around that with switches and whatnot. So they're really cool games, and because they're cheap. It's like 50 puzzles each or something. So, pretty so there's cool. no swapping of pieces in that game is what you're saying. Right. This yeah, okay. really expands upon that idea. So I was kind of used okay. to this style of puzzle because I played a couple of those games. So this wasn't so much a new idea, but this was a much cooler idea. Like this mm-hmm. added this uh, war games or this like uh, techno punk kind of aesthetic to it where you're dealing with the programming and whatnot you're swapping your pieces they're getting power-ups it's got this um nick would know more so i guess what these are called but like these early pc gaming tropes are kind of Mm -hmm. painted on top of this Um, yeah i didn't i didn't play a whole lot of these games as a kid but i'm used to seeing this kind of thing um being a video game fan and it was kind of cool it turned me off at first because i didn't grow up with this kind of thing but then when i started playing i was like oh yeah these are fun puzzles i like that Mm -hmm. it reads where the puzzles where the pieces are going and pieces that you're going to take turn white so it's real obvious okay i'm going to kill that guy i move here i can kill this guy Mm -hmm. i can wipe these guys out and i know it's smooth sailing once these two pieces are out of the way um landing on certain pieces and not knowing what they do was kind of fun like oh this is this gives me a power up or this unlocks a key or this is a switch Mm -hmm. or i pick up something or this is a where i use the crank and i can move the terrain that really threw me Mm -hmm. at first because i think you can only move it one direction or you'll come with so many spaces or something or for a specific amount of time or something i was trying to figure that out too yeah Yeah, it's like i screwed it up at first and so i Uh had to redo the puzzle but then i was like hyper aware of exactly where i wanted to move it yeah which is kind of fun too like oh i know exactly what i want to do this time yeah it Uh, trains you really fast (laughs) yeah and the puzzles aren't so big that it's like Mm -hmm. you're not like going back 10 minutes or something you're just going back 30 seconds yeah Uh, so it was really it was fun and easily accessible um Mm -hmm. i was bummed that it was crashing um because i wanted to keep going and Mm -hmm. there are branching paths and because it has like this uh uh, vibe of like a computer crashing i thought maybe there was some of it was built in and it was hard to tell when it was freezing and crashing and when it was part of the game in a way but it does give you um text prompts of like oh you're not supposed to do that kind of um beep beep don't do that kind of thing i didn't have the sound on as much as i want the soundtrack is available for this game and they mentioned they referenced bauhaus as one of the um influences so it's like oh well this is going to be um 
you know, something interesting to listen to. So I wish I had more time to, to listen to it. Um, but it just wasn't a good week to listen to it. <laughs> um, but I like that this is, there's nothing else like this on the play day right now. Definitely not yeah. in the season. So I love that there's like this peak of here's this new thing. And just another spike of something different this season. It's so cool. Yeah. Very, very interesting game. Um, you know, I love all the strategy involved. I play chess with my son on occasion and we both have a lot of fun, you know, trying to beat each other. He'll beat me occasionally. And the older I get, the more I think I appreciate the variety available in chess. Like once you, you know, it's, it's sort of like jazz, you know, like you, you get to know the measures and the bars and the notes you can play. And then you just really freeform from there. And chess is very similar to that where, you know, at first there's a learning curve trying to figure out what all these different pieces do. But once you understand them, you can really start to have fun with it and play. Mm -hmm. And, and I feel like this game really allows for that. Um, not only with the different chess piece moves, but I was even like going forward a couple levels, but then hitting a wall and not knowing what to do, but then realizing, oh yeah, there was this portion of a prior level I did not complete. And so I need to go back and do that. And then I have this thing that I can use to unlock this level moving forward. So it, it was really quite interesting. Uh, so one thing we did not mention is that each of the levels are represented by a little square on a map before you go in and complete it. And once you do complete it, it mm -hmm. gives you a percentage of completion. Like how many of the guys have you knocked out? That. How many of the power-ups have you achieved? And so you know like, okay, I can go back and score better or get more things on this level. Uh, yeah, lots of really interesting game mechanics on here. I agree. Um, have you, are you familiar with, uh, is it Dataco or Dadeco? I the company, not. The dev? So they made, they made, uh, infinity pinball, which is a, like, hmm. it's a, it's an app. It's, it's kind of based on the games you love, the, uh, handheld <laughs> LCD games, but with better graphics, I guess the tune style pocket games, but with, uh, maybe like a GBA graphic style. So you'll have what like you're a, talking about. Those have the sharpest graphics of all of time. Course, right. <laughs> <laughs> so there might be like a haunted house theme, a Western theme and whatnot. So infinite yeah. is just, you're, you're constantly unlocking themes and whatnot and different huh. balls and whatnot. So it's, it's kind of a cool, uh, get, get, worth a look. If you like pinball worth a look on the app store. And they also did pirate pop, which I have on the switch, which is sort of like a puzzle bobble game. What's one of the, those games where like you shoot the, uh, chain and it pops the balls. You know what I'm talking about? Like puzzle bobble, but instead of shooting the ball, you're shooting a chain to pop them. Oh, um, I don't remember the name, but I know what I, you're talking I don't about. Remember. Yeah, it, it's anyway. that style of game. Another really cool, slick, um, retro style game. Anyway, cool. They're good at those kind of games. This is the most out of the box for for that for that developer that I've played huh. anyway. Okay. Well, hey, we're probably getting a little long in the tooth on yes, uh, yes. Questy Chess, so uh, I know you always have a very specific order of doing things so you tell me what's next are we talking about the next game or are no, we uh, no. are we ranking this game we got to rank it okay. i will say nick nick has ranked it at number 10 right below zipper right above whitewater wipeout okay all right uh where are you putting this don i'll probably put it number seven right below demon quest right above casual birder okay 
Uh, boy, this is a toughie. I, I'm putting mine right around there too. Uh, I'm deciding on the fly. I am going to put this at number eight. Uh, questy Jess. Um, under flipper lifter lifter uh, that really gave me some consternation there because questy chess is a more strategic game but flipper lifter is a more accessible game i would say mm-hmm. um man those are real close and then it's above zipper another puzzle game for me cool. uh, so number eight yeah number eight let me read the uh little profile here for executive golf dx guess All right Live the dream of corporate advancement by golfing your way to the top of a procedurally generated office building. So you have an array of unconventional abilities while climbing the ladder of success. What will truly divide you towards greatness in business is the quality shared by all great thought leaders. A perfect backswing. This is developed by Dave Makes. And there is a soundtrack available for this one. I do want to mention this is maybe my favorite soundtrack on the uh season one i wow. love the soundtrack on this i mean a coke memory i guess maybe is my favorite but they're just little little bites of songs but mm-hmm. as far as a full featured soundtrack i love the soundtrack mm-hmm. for uh, executive golf cool especially the terrible basement music <laughs> terribly great basement music but he, he nailed it there but uh so this is a, basically like a three button golf game that you played hundreds of times throughout the 90s you hit a button to start your backswing you aim it you hit the button to start your power you stop it to stop the power then you hit it to i guess do your aim but i'm not really sure what you're aiming for because you aim with your with the first swing so do you know what the final button really does what do you mean the final button like when you get into that black area what does hitting it as dead center do is that your spin or something are you talking about the initial portion before you get to the lighter yeah. portion? Yes, the dark portion. I believe that is for putting. I think it's just a very low-powered strike because I've needed to just hit it like an inch or two so that I can have clearance oh. to shoot somewhere else. Um, as far as I know, that first portion is just to hit it softly. You can hit it softly, but into the air. But you're still, even if you hit it hard, it doesn't, take the swing when you stop it at the top of the power meter it goes all the way back down towards the bottom and you have to hit it another time to stop it so usually Ew. that would be that would be like a fade or a draw to the left or the oh. right but since it's a 2d game you're not really hmm. fading or drawing i see what you're saying yeah, yeah 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 you're right i never hit it a second time i don't know <laughs> what you just I like never... let it go that's right and completed the game <laughs> Oh my gosh. Not very sh- well, but I completed it. <laughs> I should have asked. I was texting with the dev a little bit and I never oh. did ask. Oh, I'll oh, have to man. ask him. Yeah, ask him and we'll include that on the news and notes for next time. <laughs> the We Effed Up segment of the next episode. <laughs> uh, so a lot of people were having problems with this. You're going up a, an office building and so you're going floor by floor and there's tons of like office junk everywhere. You're navigating around chairs and uh, copiers and whiteboards, desks and whatnot. And so sometimes a ball will fall under a desk next to a chair or something. And it takes a couple strokes to like get your way out. Um, or a couple thousand. A couple. <laughs> so I told him, um, I don't see my comments in our in our text chat, but I asked him like, what's, what's your best score? And he says he usually shoots under 100. And 
My the best dev said that the dev said that. I think my okay. best was exactly 150, right? Yep. And yours was a little higher than that. Yeah, I think I had 206 or something. Yeah. I think my worst uh level was around 40 swings and then my best I don't I don't I know Nick hasn't finished it. I don't know if he's going to, but I don't want to spoil like the the back 9, right? Because the back nine, he calls it a victory lap. The the dev said, I like to think of it as a victory lap. The back nine is much, much easier than the front nine. Yes, I would agree. Um, I don't know how much you want to give away I, or not. <laughs> I don't want to give away. I don't want to give away the difference. What makes the back nine different than the front nine? And they're not okay. called front nine and back nine. That's what I'm calling yeah. them because the okay. name, what they're called gives it away. Sure. All right. Uh, well, uh, I guess I'll let loose with my thoughts, huh? Uh, unless you have other stuff you wanted to say um, about it, or I d- only other thing I want to mention is that there are power ups, and there seem to be quite a few, maybe like eight or nine or ten or something. I found them to be more of a hindrance than a than helpful, and so I asked, I told the dev that basically, and he said. Um, Sometimes they are a pain. He thinks the ghost, the sticky, and the helium help yep. me, help me the most. Yeah, super bounce can help if you're lucky. The game is mostly meant to be goofy fun, but I am kind of interested in what speedrunners make of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say pretty much the same thing as the dev. The ghost especially is very useful. However, it so the ghost is a power up where you can basically ghost through objects that would otherwise stop you but you can't just like wail on it a wail on the ball as you're a ghost because i believe you are a ghost for a specific amount of time so if you hit it super hard and fast it could and i have bounced it right back to where it was initially and then it stops being a ghost so like i had to sort of pare back a little bit on how i was hitting the ball when i was a ghost but yeah the ghost is very helpful um, I thought it stopped when it hit the ceiling or the floor or the wall. Not me. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought well, if you hit those, it would become solid again. No, mine was rolling around on the ground for a while and still ghosting through objects. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's timed, but okay. again, I could be wrong. It's happened I before. almost <laughs> never used any of the power-ups unless it was I... really like a sticky or a helium where it would drag me to the ceiling and really help me. I found myself playing that way initially. And then about halfway through, I just thought, you know, we're going to be talking about this on the podcast. So I better figure out what these things are doing. And I just started (laughs) trying a bunch of stuff. Like, what is, what do these things do? There was one that's like a rewind. And it took me right back to where my ball was initially after I hit it. And I actually hit a pretty decent ball that time. It's like, no, why did it bring me back? And so I, I tried it again to see if it did something different or I could figure it out. Like it did not. So I don't understand why you would ever want to use the rewind. Did you use the crank to change from floor to floor? Yes. I think the crank rewinds it. If you don't touch the crank, I think it'll... It'll rewind if you hit a bad shot. If you don't hit a bad shot, you don't need it. Oh, so, so you hit a shot and then if you crank need to rewind control. it, you can rewind it. It's a but, mulligan. But if you do not want to rewind it, then you 
crank like, forward or something? No, no, no. I think if you hit a good shot, you just leave it. If you need the mulligan, you hit the crank. Man, I never touched the crank either of the times I was using rewind and it zipped right back to where I shot from. I don't know. Oh, okay. I was thinking maybe you hit it up a floor and then hit the crank to see where huh. you hit it. Listeners, give us a call. <laughs> we need, it we goes need tip line. <laughs> we need the wiki to know what the things do. We've said totally. so many times on this podcast, like I wish these games came with a manual. Yeah. And yep. uh tapeworm disco. I was just gonna bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> with pictures and everything. So totally. Yeah. Very cool. Well, um, I was about to give up on this game. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. It was so difficult to begin with. I felt like I was really banging my head against a wall or a copy machine as it may be. And uh, it took me so gosh darn many shots to make it through a level. Uh, It was, it felt like chopping wood. It felt like it was not fun for a while. Ultimately, it did become more fun and more easy. And now that I have a score, I am interested in seeing Mm. if I can best that. And also better use the power-ups and more strategically shoot for them. Like this first run through I did, I was like, oh, what's that? I'm going to spend five shots trying to get that thing. But now that I know, you know what some of them do and how useful or not they are, I might not go for those power-ups and increase my or decrease my score. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I warmed up to this game the more I played it and Mm -hmm. ended up completing it in just over 200 strokes. So it's completable. It's, it's playable stick with it. Um, But yeah, it it is an interesting take. I I like some of the um, obstacles that start to appear as you move further on into the levels. Um, I will give one minor spoiler that's pretty early on. So I hope Don, you won't boot me off the podcast here, but um, in the, I I liked that the marketing department had a bunch of arcade games in it. (laughs) The the arcade games didn't show up until you got to marketing. And then it's like, okay, these guys play around, give them some arcade games. Um, So I thought the sound on in there. Um, I don't remember what it was if I did. Oh if yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. The arcade games, they make arcade sounds. Yes, the sound totally. in the whole game were really cool. Like hitting different objects makes different sounds is really satisfying. It's true. And even like the golf ball sound had this very distinctive tink to it. Like when you hit mm-hmm. the ball soft or hard, you know, you could really hear it. It's true. The yeah. sounds were really great. Cool. Uh, so well, do, you, hey, do you play golf in real life? I do not. Okay. I mini golfed. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was actually on the golf team and hitting like when you're playing golf and you hit a tree and the ball calls ba- comes back to you. One of the worst feelings playing golf is like just giving up a shot and you'll be doing that a lot playing this game. And yeah. so I think it took like 45 minutes to finish the game around that. Mm-hmm. But then when I just played the back nine, it took less than five minutes because hmm. when you finish the game, you can choose front or back nine. Yeah. So I so I think I could probably make it a little bit faster through the front nine if I wasn't hitting so many trees, quote unquote. Yeah, same. 
Well, hey, uh, once again with the time. So let's see yep. what Nick has to say about this. He says, this game is super hard. <laughs> I love video golf games and could not get the ball out of the first area for dozens and dozens of strokes. <laughs> I finally had a breakout game and was able to get to level three, but it took a concerted effort. I feel that the difficulty could have ramped up a bit. For example, starting by showing the trajectory or at least a parabola of shots, most important for alternate clubs, and then narrow it down to the specific short angle finder that it provides at all times now. Another idea would be to increase the width of the openings and ledges when moving between floors. I love the concept and love the music. Each area having a different theme is incredible, and I enjoyed listening to the tunes while slamming into the copier for the 467th thousandth time (laughs) so uh nick thank you again for being with us here in spirit and words and why don't we go ahead and rank this bad boy nick brings it in at number 12 under oh this pains me whitewater wipeout and (laughs) above boogie loops um and don where are you putting this he's got it under whitewater wipeout Yes, um, but the fact that Whitewater Wipeout is that low always pains me. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've got a number. I don't want to put it exactly where Questy Chess was, but I guess I will. Uh, number seven, uh, just above Questy Chess under Demon Quest. Huh, I love a golf game. This made me want to go try uh, Mario Golf on the Switch again, a game I hated. But <laughs> I love golf games, so I wanted to give it another go. Cool. Uh, I am going to be less kind and put it down at number 13 of 14. This is below Echoic Memory for me and above Demon Quest 85. You got to get back to Demon Quest, man. I do. I agree. At some point. I told you, that's that might be one of my mulligans I, I bring up. It's going to be interesting to revisit this list when we're done with all 24 games and see mm-hmm. if we want to move things around, but... Yeah, and I, I did want to mention real quick. Uh, Dave makes maybe best known for making Mixolumia, which is a very very good puzzle game. I think it might. I think it's on Steam now, but I actually bought it on itch. It's a PC game that I bought on itch because so many people were raving about it. Very mm. very cool. If you like Tetris, Ryan, if you like Tetris, check out. You Mixolumia. know I love Tetris. I okay. know you do. Cool. Imagine playing Tetris at the bottom of a necktie. That's Mixolumia. <laughs> Fantastic. Very, very cool game. So check that one well, out as well. With that said, if anybody else has any Tetris type games they want to tell us about, they can email us at hellopladatepodcast at gmail.com, Twitter at hellopdpodcast, Instagram, hellopladate, website, playdatepodcast.com. We've got a Discord too. If you want to hop on there, contact us at any of those aforementioned places or on the Bingo's tip line at 724 Bingo's 1. That's 724-246-4671. Yes, that's a real phone number. You can call and leave us a message. So uh, that's going to do it for the Hello Playdate podcast for today. Don, did I miss anything? You got it. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. See you next time, guys.